0: what's going on everybody welcome back to the lucky me podcast it's your boy philosophical jay with little bro off up in the building what's man good, it's man
1: it's me and roster builder jay in the building wow uh, mr i like to build rosters if i had a job in the nfl it would be building rosters i like yeah that. Roster and right builder now jay
0: right and and right now will be illegal temperance. So you're not about to get me jammed up. You and Dan Snyder not about to put no paperwork out on me. Don't make that face.
1: What, man, fam? Man, man. Don't make me get dick into Jim Irsay's medicine cabinet and get you up in there. You and Dan <laughs> Snyder, y'all not
0: about to get me caught
1: up. I'm going to go up to Jimmy's house and be like, what, what can you do for me, Jimmy, to get this man to build a roster for me real quick? What can you do? Man,
0: I got I got the AFC Championship game on. Since I had an emergency, I had to freaking leave the house.
1: Yeah, yeah, and miss
0: like basically (laughs) the the whole first half of the game.
1: So, So, all right, on this, I'm I'm
0: drowning my tears in a homemade tropical blend smoothie with a
2: blanket on.
1: Look, me and Hurt Jay, me. And so, sorrowful Niners fan, Jay, want to do a little reflex, a reflection on what was done to San Francisco 49ers' entire season this year.
0: Wait, 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 wait. I know you're driving the bus. Come on, man. I ain't going to be no sucker. We can only, we can touch on the Eagles, game before we oh, get into was the reflection. Oh,
1: okay, okay. Let's talk about it. Let's talk yeah, about we, it. Yeah, we can about.
0: talk about I ain't no punk. You know what I'm saying? I ain't no punk. Man. I'm just trying not to shed no tears on my microphone, but I'm good. Let's go.
1: <laughs> so, uh, an NFC championship, the San Francisco 49ers fell to the Philadelphia Eagles. The Eagles, the Sheagles. For the next 12 months, I have nothing but respect to you guys. I will give you respect. Same way I gave the Rams till next year. But luckily, we get to face Sean next year. But, yeah, so in the first quarter, the defense, well, first off, the first quarter was all of uh, Kyle Shanahan making mistakes, him not thinking really quick enough. Not only, He's not quick on his feet. So uh, on the fourth down, uh, they throw it to – Jalen Hurst throws it to Devontae Smith. He catches the ball. Clearly, it wasn't clearly. On the first showing of it, it looked like he caught the ball. Everybody thought he caught the ball, except for Devonta Smith. Everybody but him and um, Hufunga thought he caught the ball. And they rushed to do another play. Kyle Shanahan didn't want to waste a timeout because he values those. But he should have in this situation. And, yes, they... Got that ball back and scored a touchdown right after that. So they go up 7-0. Then the offense comes out there. And on the third or no, second play, um, they run a play where they were supposed to have Debo come behind to throw off whoever the guy was on that side who was being blocked by Tyler Croft, which this guy, Tyler Croft. You. Von Reddick. You Philly, no, let me get this Philly's off. On. I, let me Hassan get this off. Yes, yeah, so saying me, his name, he deserves yeah, respect. But let respect. me get this off, Tyler Croft. You are the reason that people talk about trade away. that you. If you would have caught that fucking ball in mm. off season, mm. I would have never had to hear any of this shit. But you didn't catch it, and you was right there. But now I gotta live with this. So yeah, he's supposed to block Hassan Reddick. He does not. He can't. A song runs right past him, and Brock Purdy, who misses his first read, waits for the second one, and then when he sees the song coming, because he notices things on his right late, he goes to throw the football, gets hit in the hand, the ball hits the ground, they call it dead, and then they review it and say that it was a fumble. Brock Purdy goes to the sidelines because then Philly gets the ball back and. He then says to Kyle Shanahan, I can't throw a football. And Kyle then put us in panic mode. Okay, we're throwing in Josh Johnson. Uh, You see Brock Perry throw a little bit of five-yarders out there. My mindset was from that point on, he should go to the back. Knowing what his injury ended up being later on, he definitely should have went to the back. But so in that moment, he's just throwing a little football around. They go out there. Defense holds it down again. The Eagles do nothing. Back to offense. We get in Josh Johnson. Josh Johnson gets it in. Josh Johnson gets the ball. Wait, Christian McCaffrey touchdown happened first. Christian McCaffrey scores a touchdown off of an outstanding run, one of the best runs he's had this season. Outstanding work. That man, we know who he is. He knows who he is. He's great. Can't wait to see you for a full season next year. Eagles get the ball back again, do nothing. Niners get the ball. Josh Johnson. Late going into the second half, all they need to do is score or get close enough to get a field goal. Josh Johnson has the ball thrown to him. He misses it because he was overthinking. Misses the snap. Pulls a Cam Noon, looks at the ball and goes, nah. Then he goes, wait, wait, I got to get that. Drops down, attempts, barely. If you want to say that, barely, as that one lady who was blind said.
0: Well, Mike, Mike McGlinch's bum-ass foot did hit the ball though, as he was going down. That's how the ball popped from underneath him. Fucking bum. This bum is always where he don't need to be. Everywhere he's never supposed to be, he's fucking there including in the fucking locker room. This motherfucker always somewhere he don't need to be. Damn, would you get rid of this hoe?
1: Bum-ass Mike McGlynn, kicks the ball. It goes to Philly again. Philly scores a touchdown. We come out the second half like, okay, we got Josh Johnson, you might be able to do something. Josh Johnson comes out there. He gets sacked from the right side. Stop me if you've heard this before. A quarterback gets sacked from the right side. I wonder who's over there. He gets sacked by the right side, falls on his back.
2: Nah, I say his name.
1: Michael McGlinchey over there on the right side. Josh Johnson falls on his back. That was the first sack. I think that was the first one, or was that on the same drive that he almost got strip-sacked? I don't remember. One of the drives, he almost gets strip-sacked, but they called him down. The second time he gets hit, he gets sacked again on the right side again. And this time, he falls and hit his head down, which something needs to happen with these helmets. This should not no, be happening.
0: No, that one should have been roughing the passer on the Dominican Sioux. They call that bullshit all year like that. He came down with his full body weight on him. Yeah, his head the uh, ground, but he came down with his full body weight on the quarterback. That's rough in the passer. Any in, fucking day they
1: caught it. They're in Philly. The refereeing was already bad as it was, so I was not shocked they didn't call that. But so he falls down, hit his head. Oh no! Josh Johnson has a concussion. We turn the ball over, and then we get into panic mode. We go, "Who's going to quarterback now?" Uh, camera cuts over to my favorite camera cut of the game, Brock Man. Purdy. Brock Purdy, and then out Man. nowhere. Somebody just comes sliding over. You see Trey Lance come in there. And look what Trey doing. He looking at the playbook too, like, letting you know. And in my mind, since I took that, as him going like, look. That wouldn't happen to me, though. I'm not going out like this. Not on some arm shit. Because if I remember correctly, even though it's fucked up, Trey Lance played with a broken finger for a good little bit. Anyway. So then uh, there was a panic of people wondering, okay, is Christian McCaffrey going to play quarterback? Because that's the only option we have. We're down to our fifth guy, our fifth option. And um, no, Kyle Shanahan said, you know what? We're going to give it to Brock Purdy and have Brock do handoffs for the rest of the game. And from that moment on, I'm going to be honest with you, I basically turned the game off. I grabbed my phone. I it. I stopped paying attention. I knew the game was over from there. This guy can't do nothing but ha- do handoffs right now. Why is he out here? He gets sacked. It could get worse. So this is when we got to see Kyle get very experimental with his experimental with his handoffs and all that. He was giving it to Debo, giving it to Christian McCaffrey. Not Jordan Mason. But giving it to those two over and over again. And the defense then, as they were, Earlier throughout the game began to stink up the joint with the the worst third down and fourth down penalties, the worst ones at the worst time over the dumbest shit they played with zero type of uh, discipline. It's like they knew the game was over too, so they said "fuck it." And then I remember Trent Williams suplexed somebody for no reason. So it was no, just a g-
0: no, that was for that wasn't for no reason.
1: What was it for? 42
0: whoever the fuck his number was. He would not let go of Debo's helmet. And you know Debo is Trent Lil, bro. At oh,
1: first okay. he was
0: sitting there watching the shit like and them two and then like everybody started crying around him. So Trent walked around everybody and chose slammed this little bitch yeah, cause you should have let him go. You want yep. to keep like, bro, y'all already up, you already won. Now you wanna act all tough. Okay, huh? Yeah. Watch uh, the more.
1: Another rough one that we had to deal with as well is uh I've never seen this before. A fucking Nick Bosa gets cut on the sideline for a run back by a Cleat. Game was, a lot of the game was just a lot of shit was going down. This, to me, as a person who's watched the game, and I didn't watch all of the Bengals game with the uh, Chiefs, this was the worst officiating that I've seen in my eyes ever. Like, I'm still shocked that most of this was going on. They just seemed like they didn't know what the fuck they were doing the whole time. I was shocked. I know others had to be shocked. It was just a lot of confusion in that locker room. And I mean, and not in the locker room with the referees. So then, yeah, the Eagles proceeded to beat us. Not badly. I'm going to tell you all now. If you did not watch that game, you would not know this. The Eagles were terrible. They were Statistically,
2: terrible. Yeah. I ain't do shit.
1: They didn't do shit. Absolutely nothing. Um, Yeah. So then we lost to the Eagles. That is the end of the 49ers season and the start of um, the worst thing possible, the Niners offseason. Because then we find out immediately that Brock Purdy was well, actually been back and forth coverage. You had the Interview with Kyle Shanahan where he was like, "You can't really blame me for anything. You don't blame. You can't blame me for anybody getting hurt." D'Amico Ryan's he signs with the Texans. He takes some guys. Uh, you know, Vic Fangio signs the Dolphins. You have uh, Brock Purdy's entire situation of when is he going to be back? They're saying that they expect him to be out for six months. That's not adding up. Cause, yeah. And you now we are sitting through, which to me is the thing I've never seen with any other fan base, the ver the worst conspiracy theories of all time. So we are in the conspiracy theory part of the Niners off season. So I'm gonna pass it back to Jay. What are your lasting thoughts about that Eagles game? What did you walk away with, and where do you think the Eagles are gonna go from here?
0: Well. Um... I talk about the Eagles when it's time we talk Super Bowl mm-hmm. um, Congratulations to the Eagles. Uh I wouldn't cheer that hard, you know, but at the end of the day, they beat the shit out of the 49ers in the trenches. Offensive line, defensive line, they fucked us up. That's how they won the game. They did what the fuck they supposed to do. I don't hold no bones against them. Yes. But I mean, you 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 know. Yeah. They, putting a, they putting a lot on as if they ain't had some extra help. But by the Thanks. Zebras and yeah, also the 49ers, uh, thought they was back in Chicago in the rain. Fucking all these dumbass penalties. You literally gave up what was it, seven first downs. Yes. All yes. penalties, like, that's fucking ridiculous. So, yes. I mean, at the end of the day, like, keeping one. 49ers went out there and played like some fuckheads. The Eagles stayed a close. They were tougher than us. And only only way, you're going to beat the 49ers to be tougher than them. Um that or just outstun them like KC be doing. But I mean again, congrats, congratulations to Philly. They did their thing, they made it to the Super Bowl. And the 49ers, you fucking sucked ass at
2: the wrong time.
1: Facts. Um I'll put it now to the things that have happened so far before we get into like just regular season stuff. Uh Jimmy Ward has announced basically announced he's leaving. Aziz Al-Sahir is leaving. And, but we knew
0: all those already.
1: Yeah, we knew all those. But just for the people who don't are are, are not fans of the Niners. And so far, those are the main two that have left. Um, there's another, we're hoping, Michael McGlinchey. Michael. It's time. Jimmy, we knew. Well, there was a little bit of time that the conspiracy theorists were like, oh, we, we got to keep Jimmy now because of this. No, Jimmy's gone, as Kyle said, right next to John Lynch. There, I don't see him coming back here. Beautiful. Chapter close, on to a brand new chapter of the 49ers. Now on to the reflection of the regular season. The thoughts that we might have after all of this and how we felt about this season. We did a podcast, so you can see. You know how we felt. You got to listen to each week of us explain. I'm going to be honest with you. I still wish, and this ties into what I'm looking for in the next season, every dollar that he spends that Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch spends should only go to two places. And this is to everyone who's with your conspiracy theories and stuff like that. If it ain't O line and D line, I don't care. It means nothing to me. Your draft should be O line, D line. If you draft a, right, a running back, I'm not going to lie, I'm going to lose it. I'm going to be mad as hell. This team throughout the season, this is one of the most wildest seasons in the roller coaster seasons to be a fan of the 49ers. Like, this was a roller coaster of a season. You started the season with so much hope and, like, happiness and joy because we finally got Trey Lance to start at quarterback. Then the first game of Chicago happens with a tsunami, which to me, that tsunami kind of was an omen for the entire season. Tsunami happens. Game two breaks his foot or breaks his ankle. Then we have to live with Jimmy G coming in that awful Performance where he did a uh, he threw a a touchdown but it pick, was
2: it uh, was a pick eight
1: yeah, pick eight, as Jay called it, a pick eight, then we had to sit through several games of Jimmy, which was the offense was stagnant, nothing was happening, but we were losing games, then they pulled a the trigger and get Christian McCaffrey because Elijah oh. Mitchell goes down. They get uh, Christian McCaffrey. I think a lot of people don't realize it. I tie that in with the the Trey Lance injury. Trey Lance got injured because you were running him too much. Let me get an actual still running back. He goes and gets one. Week one, they face the Chiefs. It was a rough game. But after that, it's like the offense is better. You have an actual runner back there. Then Jimmy breaks his foot doing something that Jimmy should never do, like he always does, off of a hit when he tried to scramble for some reason, like he's had speed, never has. So now Jimmy is out, and then we get Brock Purdy. And then they go on a winning streak, and the offense explodes because, oh, my God, isn't it crazy? All we needed was a quarterback who can throw the football kind of deep and expand the field. Isn't that wild? Even though his deep isn't crazy, but still. And uh, we went on a winning streak to end the season. But I would say around the Tampa Bay game, everybody... No, no, no. The game before the Tampa Bay game, we started to see a little bit deficiencies. And here we are now. We are back... That was
0: a Miami, Miami, then Tampa. So it's it will be after that, the Seattle game, which is the Thursday night game.
1: Okay, so the Tampa game was where... So then the, the, the Miami game was the first time we started seeing some deficiencies with him then, no quarterback-wise.
0: Wait a minute. Purdy first entered versus Miami. That's when James Garoppolo got hurt. His yeah. first start was Tampa Bay. His second start was on the road when they won the division over the Seahawks.
1: Okay. But I'm saying that Miami game is when you first started to see some type of deficiencies with him. It was the him.
0: first time we saw him, so I disagree with that.
1: The first That's time you've seen him. You've still seen some of his weaknesses because then they did further the in the Tampa Bay game. Cause they did some of the stuff that everybody was saying for the longest time. And then, yeah, for the rest of the thing, we were all kind of not running to run into teams that we had faced already, as we did with uh the Seattle Seahawks. We beat them. And then the Dallas Cowboys game was the first game where I was like, eh. I don't know about this. Here we are in the off season. Everybody had it's so weird that everybody had thought like Trey Lance had lost a job and now we're back to it's back to Trey again. It's just a really interesting thing. But yeah, what are your thoughts on just the regular season as a whole?
2: Uh for one,
0: they outdid my expectations from preseason. I had them going eleven and six. Um, come a second in the division to the Lambs but as you see as the season went on a lot of teams that this throughout the league you know uh, come down to where people say like for instance Philly or San Francisco had terrible regular season schedules and it's like that's not true because the projection going into the season was totally different you know what I mean like uh, nobody projected the Lambs the stink as bad as they did. Um, I mean, we knew the Cardinals would be the Cardinals, but even they made a playoff last year. Um, Tampa sucked, but like there mm-hmm. was really just uh, off, also, um, if you guys remember the stat that for like 14 weeks, whenever a team played San Francisco, they lost their next game. And some teams like Miami, they fucking season literally went in the fucking tank. And they was eight and three at the time. So I just, you know, at the end of the day, the team to start out three and four um, and turn that shit around, do what they did, just fucking go on a run. That shit was fun. That's uh, for myself. I rather enjoyed it. Honestly, like, I'll tell everybody, man, once Trey went down, I kind of just crossed my legs. Like, I'm going to just sit back. I mean, it's the truth, dog, because I already knew what it was with Giants Garoppolo. Like, You know, and uh, I think if a lot of people were being honest with themselves as it pertains to Brock Purdy, much of what they think about Brock Purdy is simply because it wasn't James. Like, it was something different. Like, oh, okay, we get to see something different. It's different than what that guy does. So, it's so eye-popping. But honestly, man, a lot of y'all, a lot of people, man, they just love with me, bro. Like, motherfuckers ain't ever done nothing great and ain't like, they don't know shit about nothing great. That's the same reason motherfuckers hate on LeBron James. Because you motherfuckers, y'all just, some people just really hate greatness, bro. Y'all like me, like real talk. That's why a lot of y'all love Tom Brady. That motherfucker mid as fuck, you know what I'm saying? Got a lot of team accomplishments, you know what I'm saying? But let's be trill, bro. Y'all motherfuckers love me. Y'all, y'all don't like, uh, like the, what I love about pro sports, man that you get to see some amazing fucking athletes do some shit that very, very little people are able to do. Like, you talking about a fucking handful of people are able to do. And that's what that's what I watch professional professional sports for. I don't come here for the fucking mid. There's a lot of that shit. Mid shit don't make me happy. I just be like, eh, he can play. Eh, she can play. Eh, that's cool. No, I want to watch professional sports to be like, wow, like, that's different. That's what I get when I watch Simone Biles. That's what I got when I used to watch Dominique Dawes back in the day. That's what I got when I watched Serena Williams, Patrick Mahomes, so on and so forth, yo, like, that's that's what I come for, person. That's why I'm a mean, huge John Elway fan, like, yes, he was getting his ass kicked, kicked in three straight Super Bowls, got blew the fuck out. That fucking dude was a dog. Like, it was nothing he couldn't do. So, like, I mean, when I judge people, I don't care. You call me what you want to. I don't judge motherfucking professional players uh, uh, on the but mid. But his
1: skin? Oh.
0: No, 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 no. I don't judge them off of mid. Mid <laughs> against mid. That mid shit don't mean anything. I'm judging you uh, like, are you fucking one of the greatest or not? Do you have that type of talent? That's how I judge. So, I mean, you call me what you want. That's how the fuck I roll. So, I'm, I'm wild and mesmerized by greatness.
1: Well, a lot of the people especially when it comes to the NFL engaging their quarterbacks, they graded on a color gradient, as in the closer you are to white, you're good. You can be mid, but once you get to the other side, not too much. I think a lot of what Brock Purdy has to offer comes down to two things. He's a little bit better than Jimmy. And he's white. You know, I'm gonna be uh, it's just I'm keeping it real. Like a lot of it, there's this fan base really showed me quite a bit this season when we made the transition over to Trey Lance. It showed me how wild this fan base was, where it was like, y'all like is just racism over here? Like, y'all for real? I believe that going into the next season or not even going to the next season, watching Brock Purdy to me at the start was very, it was fun only because it wasn't Jimmy. And I'll admit that like, it was fun because it wasn't Jimmy, but then as it went on, it started to have like some of the similar feelings that I had when watching Jimmy, like he throw certain passes and I'd be like, uh. cause I know like even in the off season, we, Discussed how his arm talent was. He wasn't the strongest guy out there. So it was kind of like we know what this guy, or knew where he was and knows who he was, which has me very nervous for the next season if they did make that switch or if Trey didn't make it to the next season or something like that. But, yeah, man, I sit back and it was just like, it was a a great season. Like, to me, everything that happened after... uh, Trey went down was icing on the cake. Like it was just cool. I enjoyed it. I'm happy it happened. I look back at it and I'm a look back at it and enjoy. It. And yeah. I'm going to ignore that Philly game. I'm act like that game never happened but still joyful nonetheless. And we're not going to talk about the off season yet. so that's for the future when Jay gets out of, you know, when when roster Jay, when roster builder Jay comes to life. Then with hey,
0: man, I'm gonna be real. Combine, that's when I'm ready to go.
1: All right, all right, all right. I gotta
0: see what's out there, bro. The 49ers literally don't have a picket to the third round. Like, <laughs> like seriously, though. So, as it pertains to 49ers, like, I gotta watch. Look, you got senior bowls coming up. Like, I literally watch all this shit. Senior bowls, HBCU mm-hmm. bowls, fucking all that shit. East West Shrine games, like, I record and watch all them shit, yo. Like, you know what I'm saying? I really do pay attention. That's why I listen to uh, uh Molder Sticks podcast with Bucky Brooks and uh, Daniel Jermia. Uh Obviously, on uh, Locked on 49ers, they talk a lot of that shit. I even jump into, like, uh, I'm always into this uh, Dallas Cowboys space because, you know, obviously they all season been going on a little longer than ours. But they be, like, really dialed into this shit. And I fuck with it, bro. I, I just literally, I just click in, I just fucking listen for, like, and they shit mostly going at night. So I be at work i I be on that motherfucker three, four hours. I just be chilling. Like, they talk all these prospects. You know, I be listening to my boy uh, Crocky, because that's what he do. NFL, uh, you know, uh, uh, locked on NFL draft as well as locked on 49ers. So, yeah, man, I really do. I really do pay attention to shit. Like, like I say, it's the all season, but I ain't ready to talk all season because, shit, I mean, Outside of losing coaches you know what I'm saying it really ain't a lot to talk about. it's just really, I mean, like you know what I mean, bro, I don't work for aspen bro like this this shit is bigger than quarterbacks, there's more that go on in that like that that's that's you know that's that's uh that type of thinking is wack to me, I mean, whatever dude. like we know quarterbacks are important, but there's much more that fucking going around there um 49ers got some big questions big holes to fill huge hole at right tackle um yeah i i honestly like a a guy that for good or bad i'm gonna actually have to sit here and watch some more film on to see how he did because i mean to me he did okay but i mean i gotta rewatch that philly game because i don't know what if jake brindle did anything Right? And it's good when you don't hear him, right? But it also like, okay, is he a part of it? Because on that right-hand side, it ain't just Mike McGlinchy, right? Mm-hmm. You got Spencer Burford, the rookie, who was actually a tackle, moved to guard. Yes. Right? Um, and then you had Brunskill, who was coming in and out. So, like, we already knew going into the season. Excuse me. That was part of our three keys going into the season for the Niners. Mm-hmm. Right? It was... Kyle had what would the scheme look like? What he was going to do with uh, Trey. We saw that garbage, right? We saw how that went. And it was the offensive line. Like, what the fuck would it look like? And then we talked about the uh, the running backs. Remember I said one of the biggest keys of the season is going to be fucking running backs. I thought Saquon Barkley was going to get moved to Houston. No, Christian McCaffrey got traded to the 49ers. be either way it go, there was some movement there. I wasn't wrong just wrong the names. Yeah. Um, and the impact. That's why I brought that up, but... I mean, you know, again, this this is a good time of the season for me. It just I'm not there yet. And I'ma be honest with you. I'm I will be fucking honest I'm on the pod.
2: I'm hurt. I'm hurt, bro. I'm hurt. Mm-hmm. I'm hurt. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna fucking lie
0: about it. As much as I can sit here and say, Yeah, it was it was a cool ride. I sat back and just watched. Yeah, that's true. But when the playoffs start, no, this shit here matters. Mm-hmm. Beat the Seahawks, thank you. Beat Dallas, thank you. Like, love having that. You know, shit talking over those bombs. But at the end of the day, once again, number two in the NFC, fucking bridesmaid, bro. And I'm fucking tired of it. I'm motherfucking tired of it. I'm fucking tired, bro. Fucking tired.
1: I think we can... I'm tired. We can end it. Tired. With that I, <laughs> I'm going to be honest. The O-line thing, I'm still... I don't want to officially uh, talk about the offseason till March when free agency opens. Because there's a lot... Isn't free agency in March, right?
0: Yeah, starting March 1st. But like I said, we got the combine. To be real, that's when all the deals happen. When you're yeah. talking about a team, the fucking 49ers are strapped for the cap. 16.5. That's yes. It. So that's it. That's it. That's, it. that's all. Ain't no-, no fucking money. There's no money. There's no draft picks. There's nothing, 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 nothing. So it's gonna be a fucked up ass off season for a team that fucking had it all right there. And you didn't get it done. You didn't get it done. Not a fucking coach. staff got to change for another year. Yes. Which, which I will say that was another good thing. The new coach staff, they did they fucking thing. I get them props, but now you got to rechange that shit again. Super Bowl windows to me only last three years. So yes. good luck, man. It's gonna be a fucked up ass offseason season. the your Chiefs. cheeks.
1: I'll throw to you then. Uh what before well, without even talking about the offseason, what do you well, think are the keys that fans should watch out for with the offseason? For what team? For the Niners and then the league as a whole.
0: Oh nah, with the 49ers, honestly, or oh, honestly. It's all about the coaching staff right now.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Honestly, like there is nothing else to go on. I'm looking forward to see Brian Greasy again, his second year. I thought he did a great fucking job at quarterback. I saw improvement literally with everybody, Trey Lance, James Garoppolo, Brock Purdy. I saw improvement with all those guys where Brian Greasy was there. Um, you know, I'm, I'm looking to see how he improves. Um, uh I even seen some improvement in the wide receiver room. Shout out to Leonard Hankerson, former wide receiver himself. Mm-hmm. I saw improvement there. Uh, Anthony Lynn, I know uh, he may or may not be gone, but the 49ers long-time running back coach will be back this year. He's long-time with uh, both Mike and Kyle Shanahan. So yep. I'm, not, I'm not really worried there. Um, But I, as you know, D- D'Amico Ryan's is gone. Uh, the D line coach—he's not going nowhere because he don't even want to be a coordinator. But he's straight; he's
1: good. But that's the but thing I mean, to watch out for, me. Well, well, well
0: I honestly, like, I'm actually, I am intrigued about getting Chris Harris. Yes. Um, as a possible defensive coordinator, on the strength for like, dude, literally was just playing like two years ago. Like, Chris Harris is a fucking beast. He's a—he uh, reminds me of uh, a Key Talib. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? But he know how to keep his fucking hands to himself. Steve um, Wilkes as
1: well as a name flying around.
0: Yeah, I'm all right on Steve Wilkes. Only way Steve Wilkes would help was that he coached with uh Arizona, but totally different team you now.
2: Yeah. <laughs> like, I, like literally.
0: And I mean, I did he was doing some okay shit in Carolina, but I mean
2: I honestly I mean, I, I'm, think, not, I'm not
0: gonna knock it, but but I if you're a fan of the 49ers, the honestly, the only thing you really Really, there is to talk about the meat. I don't think it's personnel right now. I think the only thing to pay attention to is just watch to see how quickly the staff overturns. Because um, mm-hmm. right now, there's going to be a lot of turnover the next two weeks. So um, I'm just excited to see who's coming in. Those that are going, Yeah. Look, wish you well. Mm-hmm. Um, just wait to see what the new staff look like.
1: Okay. Uh, For me, I will say it's mostly, yeah, staff-related things. The D coordinator is huge to me. I can't wait to figure out who that is, whoever the name might be. Steve Wilkes is fine. like, cool. I just know that uh, Kyle Shanahan said that whoever he brings in, he doesn't want to really change up the playbook too often or really change up the scheme. So I need somebody who I honestly think he probably might end up upgrading from within the organization. But if he does grab someone from the outside – I uh, want to see how that works because that's going to be an interesting thing for a new guy to come in there and then have to basically keep running with D'Amico did it without even uh, knowing this game, you know. Bro,
0: real quick, real quick. What's the former Lions coach name that came from Philly? He was the head uh, coach that got a it tour it with uh, Harbaugh.
1: Oh, what's that guy's name?
0: Yeah, is that fucking guy available, bro? Because he ran the wide nine.
1: Oh, um. I think
0: it's, I keep getting Jim in my head, but I don't even know if his fucking name of Jim, Jim. Caldwell, you thinking? No, 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 no. 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 That's offense.
1: The um, white guy.
0: The Jim Caldwell. Jim Schwartz. Replaced. Jim Schwartz. i yeah. like to see him. That he a nice-ass fucking D coordinator. Yeah. I don't even know if he coached anywhere right now. I have to look it up. But uh Thank That's a guy off the top of my head that I would like to see. Uh
1: yeah, i like think, see that guy. I think I had just swords. He is the defensive coordinator for the Cleveland Browns. Who? The Cleveland Browns.
0: Man, if you don't come on in. Yeah. You want him. to be a head coach? Hey, you want to be a head coach again? Come on over <laughs> to that <go. laughs> one. Come on over <laughs> yeah, to DevRo. Yeah, D
1: coordinator gets a job.
0: Come on over to row.
1: Yeah. Bro. So I, that would be interesting. Um, my other main thing to look out for is what they do with the D-line. Do they sign back? I need them to – I need, I need, I need them to sign back Emmanuel Mosley. And it's the perfect time because uh, he doesn't really have the highest stock right now. But I think him together with Traverius uh, Ward would have been the best – Corner like matchup or just the worst nightmare for any team that faced us. So yeah, I'm because mad.
0: he got them long arms. But but I don't mean, it, uh if you don't mind, I'm sorry to cut you off. Here. I just want I just wanted to say this on the on a future episode. But the most approved player on the 49 is definitely Deion or Lenore.
1: Yeah, for easy
0: sure. money. What about about? yeah? I for, and I'm only bringing him up because I forgot to say this earlier when we talked about the Eagles game. Because obviously I'm more butt hurt. But the truth is. He gave up nothing against the fucking nothing. Eagles, man. Yeah, nothing. nothing. And, and Traveris Ward gave up two catches for 16 yards. Those two dudes who supposed to, supposed to be the weak links, fucking shut shit down, bro.
1: Yeah, I just, outstanding. Saw, I
0: forgot to get them their props. Yeah, on.
1: outstanding work. So I'm interested in them, and I'm very interested, and I hope this happens because uh, I know they're going to throw Nick Bosa the back. I would love to hear that Drake Jackson is down there with them, with the Bosa's. Cause Drake Man. Jackson, he he needs to be around those guys. Uh, I think he's gonna get into the gym heavy this year. He'll get you know, get a stronger than he already is. That kid is great. He's gonna be a great athlete. I think he takes the jump next year. And my other main thing that I want to watch out for, or that I'm actually, I'm watching just to get a laugh out of, is I'm gonna be watching the fan base as. Each person that they throw to be attached to this team falls off the, the list. The main thing, too, is to everyone saying Aaron Rodgers, it is physically and monetarily impossible. impossible.
0: It's like it will never happen. <laughs> like, Literally.
1: I don't think you realize that if you chose Aaron Rodgers, it would probably be for a season or two. You would have to trade Trey Brock. Uh, me and you, your mama and, I, and your cousin too. Everybody, everybody that had to be traded. He's making a hundred million. Like, it's not, not possible. So every time I see him in one of these like scenarios, I'm like, do you get it? Like, you would have to get rid of Debo probably just to get that trade off the ground. You have know, to get rid of Debo. So yeah, those are the main things. Uh, Thank you for listening to everyone who has listened for this whole season. And, yeah, I can't wait to keep covering the Niners next season and go down this road again. As long as we ain't the the Colts, I'm all good. We ain't them in this offseason, so it ain't nothing better than that. So, yeah, peace. I mean, you got anything else to say?
2: Peace.